All right, hello everyone. This is Rona with Road Trip to Wellness, bringing you simple, practical solutions for all of your health and wellness needs. Welcome to the Road Trip to Wellness podcast. And I am so excited to be here to talk a little, um, I don't know if I wanna call it witchy things, but we'll decide that after we get done talking to our guest today. So our guest today is Linda, and I love her name, um, Divinely Ether. Um, I see her all the time on Instagram, and I love the inspiration and encouragement that she shares. And so I just reached out to her because part of my 2022 was to jump a little deeper into the spiritual community, um, local and everyone else, everywhere else around the world. And I just love her spirit as it comes across the social media waves. So welcome, Linda. Hello, how are you? I'm doing okay. Thank you so much for having me. Um, This is my first podcast, so I am definitely excited. Yes, well, I'm so happy to have you here. I'm so excited to learn um, a little bit more about you. We had a little bit of an opportunity to talk um, a little bit, but I'm really excited to see um, and hear you had some great things to say on the podcast, or not on the podcast, but um, on social media earlier today. I'm always following what you're saying. I'm like, that was so deep. That was so good. Um, always have some good words to share. Um, so I'm just excited to learn all about you and what you do. Um, I don't know a lot of, especially where I am in Indiana, I don't know a lot of um, African-American women who practice spirituality um, and do some of the things that I do, which we'll talk about in just a little bit. So I'm excited to hear from you um, and see what it is that you're doing. So before we get started, though, tell me a little, tell us a little bit about you, um, what you're doing, where you're from, all that jazz. So I'm originally from New Jersey. I currently live in Virginia. So spirituality has always been a part of my life from my mother and my sisters. So it always called my name and I finally decided to stop ignoring the call. Mm. So I've been doing this for about five to six years now. So I'm still kind of new myself. I really um, just listen to my higher self. So mm-hmm. it's easier to navigate spirituality when you're connected. I feel you. Um, when you say I've been doing this for five or six years now, what exactly is this? Like what, what type of spiritual work do you do? So I, I'm definitely into candle magic. Uh, meditation is where I really started, where it kind of opened me up to everything. Mm-hmm. So I do, I also do Oracle readings. That is about, I'm about two years into Oracle reading. Love. The candle magic has been strong for many years. Mm-hmm. So that's where, um, that's how my mother first introduced me. Wow. What did she do, Linda? Like, how did you get first introduced? Well, you know, it was just, well, that's what sparked the, the light in me. Mm-hmm. Um, we were... She was lighting a candle for my dad. He was in the hospital and it was pretty bad. So she whipped out her candles and her olive oil, started praying. And of course I couldn't say no, I wanted to help my dad too. So kind of like set it off. Once I seen how our energy together, all four of us together, put our energy together and it changed him in that hospital. He got out like a week later and he was fine. So wow. that was like 
okay, it's time for me to really dig into this. I think my dad was what set me into it. Wow. Interesting. I love that. And then knowing that your mom and your sisters, so they do this type of magic, I guess I can use that word magic. Um, and so this is something that your mom has always done, or did she just kind of fall into yeah, this? Is something Do you have a family history of it? Yeah. So um, my mom, like she doesn't talk much about what my grandmother used to do because my grandmother was Christian. So mm-hmm. her practices, it was still magic, but it was Christian. So gotcha. um, they didn't call it magic. They didn't call it spirituality. So I think my mom and my sister, so my mom has 11 sisters. Oh, wow. So, 11 sisters. 11 sisters. Wow. So, and, you know, I'm not sure about all of them, but the ones closer to her definitely have it in them. Nice. Nice. So that's a long history. Yeah. Of doing the work, doing the work. Oh, and, you know, I haven't talked much with my dad's side, but I know that my grandmother on his side was into it too. But mm. unfortunately, um, my aunts on that side don't talk about it. Wow. Wow. Do you find that it was something your sisters picked up easily? Like, were they doing it all around you and you were just kind of like, oh, I don't want to do that yet? Or So it was more so I see my sisters alter to my grandmother and I would just, you know, it was just always a part of us. My mom had hers, she had hers. It was just always a part of us. So it really wasn't like that scary when I decided to set up mine, mm-hmm. but you know, you, you wanna be careful. So right. everything absolutely scary when you first start. Absolutely. And I do, well, my background is a heavy Christian background as most African-Americans are. Uh, But um, I find that I still now, even though I'm picking up new practices um, that are more African traditions, um, I still have a heavy, like I struggled with that, like the Christianity part and then, you know, doing magic, you know, so to speak. Do you find that it was hard for you to kind of, because you even you said your grandmother, even though she did it, she was Christian with it. Like, what's the, like, how was that for you? And really, what's kind of the difference? Or did you seem to see with your grandmother? So um, when I started myself, I think the fear that I had was really based in religion. And, you know, when I would go to church and I would hear certain things and I would put one and two together, it really didn't make that much sense to me. Mm-hmm. It was like, something's wrong. And <laughs> I don't know what it is, but yeah. something's not right. So it was easy for me to transition transition, transition into <laughs> it once I finally got over the fear aspect of yeah. the unknown. Mm-hmm. The unknown. Wow. That's always looming. The unknown. It's hard. It's a hard space to be in, especially when you were, yeah, trying, like you said, trying to do the right thing, just trying to protect yourself and be protective in whatever the work it is that you're doing. It's a, it's hard to kind of navigate all that. How have you been navigating? Um, Cause it's, this ain't easy work. It's not easy work. How are you navigating the unknown in all of it? 
So once I started to um, really connect with my grandmother, which is a, like, that's basically my spiritual practice with my ancestors. She is the key because I've known her in this lifetime. So she is my connection. Once mm. I started doing the ancestral work, my confidence came up. I know she always had my back while living. She always had my mother's back and my sister's back. So I know 100% she's up there protecting me. So that gives me this layer of comfortability. Wow. So it's beautiful, Linda. That is beautiful. It really does. And so your house feels more protected because you know she's there. I love that. You know, it's still, you still may have a bit of fear here. And, you know, I really, really feel deeply that if you're connected with your higher self, you're going to be protected. If you keep your vibrations high and stay away from the negativity, that's another layer of, of protection. Love so it. all of these things, and of course, I do do protective um, candle magic too. Mm -hmm. So all of these things together kind of put me in this bubble of protection. Yes. I so love it. I have that gives me like these monkeys. I love <laughs> that. I love that. I'm gonna tell you about the bubble. It's protection. So it's um mainly visualization. You visualize um uh you can do a white ring around you and you sit in that space. And once you visualize it enough, whenever I feel unsafe, I can literally close my eyes, take a few deep breaths and go to my protection bubble. Mm -hmm. And the more you do it, you can push that bubble to surround your entire yes. house. Yes. That's the visualization part. I know some people do um, more physical protections. Mm -hmm. So it all depends on, you know, what you like. Yeah. But I love how you said just those layers of protection, like, you can have this one layer, but then you add this visualization to it, and then you add the candle magic to it. So now you have a layered protection. That is profound to me. Like your bubble is like super insulated. So, <laughs> so <laughs> that's that's amazing. Would you call your work um, or would you call yourself a witch? Like people are calling themselves so many different things today. What and you said your grandmother didn't really call herself a witch. She was Christian. Um, what exactly would you call yourself? So I, you know, um, that's just one of my titles. So mm -hmm. yes, I would call myself a witch. I know my husband do. So. You say he will? My husband does call me a witch. He loves wow. it. Mm -hmm. he, he loves to call me a bruja. That's witch in Spanish. So he loves yeah. it. Um, and I, you know it's a stigma about witches and I really had to get mm -hmm. over that because you know we're not back in the day they're not crucifying us anymore so there's no Absolutely. reason to be afraid mm -hmm. so, of course I would call myself a witch but I'm also um, a practitioner I do Reiki um, I'm a light worker I'm a healer so it's a lot of titles there but they're all wrapped up in being a witch. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And I love it. I know some people, well, I know if I said that to somebody in my family, that would, they would be like, yeah, what, what? Without knowing and understanding because it's been demonized so much. And I'm so glad you brought up the part just about, you know, witches being hunted. Like a lot of people 
are doing the work, but they're, and I love the fact that you said, I'm also a light worker and a healer. Um, so this is good work. It's helping people. And to know that there were women back in the day that were doing the same things and they were literally crucified for the work that they were doing. A lot of these women that are still doing the work are afraid to even share and say that this is the work that they're doing because they're maybe not, you know, literally being crucified anymore, but crucified through words, you know, just actions, people ostracizing you, you know, saying they don't want to be friends with you. Those are all things that I have feared as well. Have you had the same kind of? So I try, first of all, I keep my circle really small. Now mm -hmm. that I'm so connected with my higher self, she sends me signals. If this person is rubbing me the wrong way and it's 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 not that they're doing anything wrong to me it's about how I feel around them absolutely and so a lot of people have fallen off before they can even know what I'm doing because they're not supposed to be here on this journey right. with me great point Linda wow I love that yeah it just kind of happens it just kind of happens how have you navigated that part of things so I I used to try to grab and hold on to people and it it really didn't make me feel good to keep trying to hold on. So I've really learned to just detach and let people go. And the more I let people go and things that don't serve me go, the more I'm coming, that's coming to me. My soul tribe is coming. I'm meeting all of these great women that I feel as though I've known for longer than just this little time. Yeah. So that's how I know my soul tribe is navigating to me, but you have to first let go who's not supposed to be there. Mm -hmm. That's good. And and that's awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I know. Just I was funny. just like, oh, I love that because that's exactly how I felt when I saw you. Like, I'm like, I feel like I know her. Like, she just seems really cool. I don't know anything. And it's big for me because I've had people falling off and Things have not been so good with some people. And like you said, trying to hold on and grab on and it's still not good. Um, and so when you just see somebody and I really did feel like that, it was a lot for me to just DM you and say, hey, would you? And I was like biting my nails the entire time. Like, is she going to say yes? I hope she says yes. Is she going to say yes to be on the podcast? But it really was, it was hard for me to do. But those are steps that I'm trying to take to find my soul tribe because I know there are people who are out here, I'm going to get teary out, that I'm supposed to be connected to. And I just felt that with you. So I just knew, I was like, that's somebody that I would love to know. Like, she is amazing. Like, it was really cool. So I'm grateful that you said yes. So well, I, when I read your message, because, you know, as just people in general, you get a lot of weird messages. Yes. Instagram. Yes. So when I read your message and I went through your page, it was like, I felt connected to you. So mm -hmm. it's just like, you know, my higher self is like, okay, this is something that you can do. You can do and you can yeah. trust. So yeah, I, I love am. that. Well, I'm so grateful that you did. I'm so grateful. And from just what we were just talking about, I have two questions. One about higher self. And but then you mentioned your spouse calling you a bruja. And we were talking a little bit about family. Um, was he, has he, is he spiritual or is he into spirituality the way you're into spirituality and 
connected and doing candle magic and things like that, that or do you, and do you feel comfortable sharing things with him? Has it been easy? So um, it wasn't always easy. It definitely wasn't always easy. He um, thought I was a bit weird at first, but the more I show him that this is who I am and this is who I've grown into, the more he accepts me. The more vocal I am with him about my needs of, of spirituality and how it makes me feel, the more comfortable he gets. So he, he does believe in he believes religion is full crap. Mm. <laughs> it was a bit easier for him to get into it because he doesn't believe in religion mm -hmm. and following mm -hmm. that blindly. Yes. So he believes in the universe. He um, so he told me this one story when he was younger. A lady at um, at a church looked at him and said, "Do you know that when your eyes are blue, you're anointed with God, and when your eyes are green. I couldn't remember what she said about that. And he was just, he got chills. And he was just like, I didn't know any of this. So he's always known in the back of his head that magic was written. Wow. Because he, he could feel that she wasn't a spirit. She wasn't a religious person mm -hmm. in that, um, in, in this place, in this mm -hmm. church but he didn't feel religious vibes from her. So wow. she was most likely a witch. Yeah. <laughs> and she wow. reached out to him. Love it. Love it. Well, I'm certainly glad that you have the support of great family support, your husband, your mom, your sisters. So I just love that you have that little bubble, so to speak, around you too, that is very supportive. Because not everybody has that. Not everybody has that. Are you introducing your kids to any of this yet? Or is that just? So my oldest son is really interested in my Oracle cards. He loves the different decks. He loves to see the pictures on them. But as of right now, I have introduced him into crystals. That is. Yeah. And of course, I, I make crystals. I make jewelry. So I made him a, what was it? It was a black tourmaline. And I think. Uh, green adventure bracelet mm -hmm. so that's for protected yes. protected and good luck and I told him what it was for and I showed him how to charge it so he keeps it on all the time it's, I love that I love that and just just for so he walks around knowing that he's protected like that's huge for a kid I love that I think that is so 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 beautiful thank you so for sharing I also took him to the crystal shop. He loved going to the crystal shop. He has about maybe um, 10 crystals so far. So um, he sits down with me and we read the labels on it and he picks which one calls out to him after he reads them. I so love it. Of course he grabs his and then I, I read through like, nope, that one's too strong for you. <laughs> and he's listening and taking it all in. I love it. And I think that that is an easy start too for crystals is a great place to start for kids because they're beautiful. I have several friends and nieces and nephews that when I come, that's the first thing they ask. Auntie Rona, did you bring crystals? And I'm like, of course, Auntie Rona brought crystals. So they sit on the floor and they want to look through them all. So yeah, they they do. They love it. And anytime I say I'm going to the crystal store, they're like, can we go to the crystal store? Some kids are a little more expensive than other kids because some kids do not have kids that 
No, they're like, no, we want the one in the case. I'm like, no, that is too much. That's not for you. No. Yeah. <laughs> but I love that. I love that you're sharing it with the kids, oh. with the babies. And I, I didn't answer your question about um, higher self. Yes, I was going to ask a question about that. Just if you can share a little bit more about that, because I think that is a part that all of us really need to make sure that we're tapping into. I know I do. Um, so can you tell us a little bit more about um, you tapping into your higher self, exactly what that means? So the way I started to tap into my higher self is I had to rebuild my trust in myself because when we we go against what we want and we people please, we break down our trust. Mm. So the way I started was, of course, self-love. I started to take care of myself. I started to show myself love and pamper myself. So this makes me feel safe in my own body. Mm. And then I started to follow my intuition, trust myself when I first <laughs> first thought so the more I do it the more my trust is built and then mm -hmm. thirdly meditation I would sit with myself and I I'm not asking any questions I am just sitting with myself and then afterwards of course you can ask your higher self different questions or ask your higher self to communicate with you and I started to see all of these angel numbers and words sticking out and I knew that it was getting stronger because I trusted her and mm -hmm. I trusted me more mm, I love that so you actually say higher self show me these things yes I I ask her questions I um I sit with her I tell her you know she can show me anything in my dreams because she is the connection to the spirit world mm -hmm. so it's mm -hmm. you your higher self and then your spirit team and your ancestors are all in there. But I you love have it. to trust her first. Love, love. That's the start. That's the good start. Um, well, her or him, because you yes, know, with of course, God. yes. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. Um, well, we you guys are feminists here, okay? <laughs> we love um, women, but we're yeah. not. Sorry, sorry guys, we didn't leave you out. We didn't leave you out. Um, so where did you get your spiritual development from? Like, do you just, is this something that you, is self-taught or you read or exactly how are you evolving to, to know those things? Like, first I work with my higher self, then my spirit team, then my ancestors. So the way um, I love reading, I've always been a big reader. Um, so I love all types of books. People I follow on social media um, refers lots of books. So if it calls out to me, I will go on, um, I forgot the site, but it's a used book site that you mm. get them pretty cheap because I like to order a lot. So nice. I need to save money. <laughs> yeah. So I, I love reading. And when I see things on social media and it agrees with my spirit, then I take that as it's right for me. Yeah, yeah. And certain things just really don't resonate. I don't even give it a second thought. It's out of mm -hmm. the window. Yeah. That so, intuition happened. Yeah, Listen to that yeah. all the time. Also my mother. So um, me and my mother talk all the time, maybe two, three times a day. And she gives me all this advice. 
she's on a different path from me. She's more so, um, yeah, she's on a different path. So she does have different knowledge and we do clash a bit sometimes, mm. but we also know that we are on different paths and learning different things. So yeah. we don't push it too hard. I love that though. I love that. That is awesome. Just having a mom that is connected to the spiritual realm like that and then just can just share with you. Has she helped a lot with you, with your development as well? Oh yeah. She, I ask her everything. She has taught me so many tricks of the trade. She has taught me how to protect myself and get unwanted energies out of the house. Mm. So I had a situation where I could tell there was something here that I didn't want here when I first really, really started opening up, um, especially with my ancestor practices. So I called her up. I told her what was going on. She told me what to do. So I did exactly what she told me what to do. And I thought I got everything out. But um, when she came to visit, my son, my baby was scared of the closet. And he would say, no, mom, that's dark. So he didn't um. open the closet. So I told her and she said, well, did you do what I told you to do? I said, yeah, I did everywhere, everything except the closet really <laughs> so she went in That's she, what it is. yeah like she got her lavender she um swept the floors she mopped the floors with lavender wiped down the floorboards the walls the door frame and then she prayed over her um over her olive oil and then blessed the the doorways Love the it. ceiling and we lit a white candle, a white and black candle. And then no more. It's dark in there, mom. He plays in it. He um, he hides in it. He you guys, did you get that? You better do what she said. Do what her mama said. <laughs> yeah. I was you just something like, out, you got it there. There yeah. you go, people. Yes, yes, yes. So Simple, I did. Easy solutions. Yeah, well, I did forget that she put salt down on the floor. After mm. she was done with everything, you sweep the salt up into the dustpan, you put it in a bag, and you take it out of your house, and you Absolutely. demand everything that mm. you don't want to leave the house and never return. So, come on, mother. Come on, mom. Yes. I said she knows what she's doing because <laughs> we had an incident when I was a child where I kept seeing things um, in the house. I kept seeing things in the house and it was freaking me out. Yeah. And she, once I finally got enough courage to tell her, hey, mom, I seen a spirit sitting on the suitcase in your room. She broke out her tools. I know that's right, mom. <laughs> like, what you say? She got it done. So I am so thankful to just have her and all of her knowledge. Like, yeah. even if I don't agree with whatever she feels, I'm still going to take that into account because that may help someone else. Absolutely. It, and it, listen, I'm taking all of the notes. And that's what I was going to say, Linda, just listening to you tell that story. I wish... Like this work has been demonized and stigmatized so much. It's that simple. If you feel something that's not right in your home or anywhere you are, you can do this simple thing like salt, black and white candle, sweep, 
mop. Like it's simple stuff that you can do to get this negative energy out of your house. And I just feel like um, people get lost in and caught up in, I don't know what I'm just staying stuck in. There's nothing that I can do. You know what I mean? And there are things that you can do. Like you can literally, I think we get, what I'm trying to say is we get caught so caught up in fighting in this physical world, in the physical, when you can go to the spiritual realm folks and do some work, you can do some work. So with my readings, um, so a lot of my readings, it has been coming up to ask for help. Look to the stars, look to the universe, because the universe, your ancestors, your spirit team, your higher self cannot help you if you don't ask. Yes. You have yes. to speak those in, intentions out loud and boldly. Yes. And that's the only way they can help. So you're talking about they. Let's talk about that real quick before I, we might, you guys, we might have to do a part two because Linda. <laughs> It's amazing and I'm getting goosebumps and I'm so excited and now all these questions are coming. Um, so there may be a part two. We'll see. Um, she has dinner plans. So we want to make sure that we get all of the divinely ether um, good juju information. So um, you're you keep talking about your team. And so your spirit team and then your ancestral team. Can you talk to us about both of those things? Um, how you started, what, what it exactly means your spirit team, who are you, who is your spirit team, if you want to share that, um, and how you work with them and your ancestors. So my spirit team is, it, it's funny because I haven't dug deep in to know exactly who my spirit team is. And so with my Reiki master, she was um, teaching me a bit about how to contact your spirit team. Mm -hmm. And that's all about sitting quietly where imagining yourself in your sacred space. Mm -hmm. Create a sacred space in your head and ask your spirit team, whether it be your protector, your um, which is more like your gatekeeper or whoever to come and invite them into that space. So, mm -hmm. As of right now, I know that I have multiple spirits on my team. I don't know exactly who they are, but I know and trust that they are there working with my ancestors. Mm. So that's something that I need to dig in deeper, but I'm not being called to dig in deeper yet. Yeah, yeah, I love so that. So I do have my, I know they're there and I know all the angel numbers isn't all from my um, my grandmother and my ancestors. So mm -hmm. I kept seeing a certain number. So <laughs> it was it was funny. Um, I guess I can share. <laughs> After my dad died, I kept waking up at my birthday time. Yeah, and it was extremely weird, but it all made sense once I started to meditate. I would, as soon as I woke up and I would probably meditate for an hour every day. So I put one and two together because I keep a, a journal. I was seeing these numbers, angel numbers before, and I would write it down. It was telling me to dig deeper into my spirituality. It's really time for me to dig deeper. So 
I was like, why am I waking up on my birthday time? At first I thought it was just, I was sad because of my dad, but I asked one time during meditation and I just kept seeing these flashes of me, me. And it was like, it was weird, but I was like, I was elevated. Mm. Oh, that, that's what it means. That's what the, um, my angel numbers were saying that it's time for me to elevate, elevate. past what I am. So every day I've been um, waking up, thankfully, much later than four in the morning now. Um, but I'll wake up about 5.30 and I'll do my Reiki. I balance my chakras. I open my chakras and I've always been too afraid to open them. But I know it's time for me to elevate. So wow. I opened all of my chakras and I do it every day. I meditate and I get my dreams are off the hook. I I dream every night now. What? Uh, yeah. Ever I since. never remember my dreams. If you start meditating um, at and the 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 time, the three to I think three to six is like witchy hours. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's always good time to meditate because you open yourself up to the spiritual world there. And I always wake up at that time. So fail. when I fall asleep. That's when, when I wake up in the morning, I always remember my dreams. It's like, literally, I, I meditate, I go to sleep, I dream, I remember everything. So my um, spirit team is really pushing me. They're Mm -hmm. pushing me Mm -hmm. to get it done. Yeah, I love it. I love that. And for your ancestors, I was really, um, I just recently started working with my ancestors and learned that I even, that there was a such a thing, um, which of course, like lots of things that we have learned in this world, I can't believe that that is such a huge part um, of us as African-Americans that a lot of us have not connected to, um, didn't know that I could, um, that I had that option and how powerful it is for us to connect to our ancestors and do that work. So can you tell us a little bit about um, how you first started connecting with your ancestors um, and how that happened and what that's like today for you? So it was weird because when I first started physically connecting with my ancestors, setting up an altar, that was um, about two, two, three years ago. So that was physically, but I always did it because my grandmother died when I was about, I think, maybe 11, 10 or 11, I would talk to her every night, all the time. Mm -hmm. I would cry and pray to her. And that's literally connecting with your ancestors. Yes. I didn't know, but I knew she could hear me. I knew that she was sending me love. Um, I had a situation where uh, when she had got sick, I got this really big dog, like bear, from school, from the Santa. And I didn't know my grandmother was sick. I thought she just went to the hospital. She was going to get out. And my sister said, you should give the bear to your grandma. And I didn't want to, because I was a kid and I Mm -hmm. wanted, so of course I still gave it to her, but I always felt bad when she, um, once she passed. So I would pray and I would talk to her and I would tell her how sorry I was. And one night I got a dream where she was in there and that was my first time dreaming about her. And she pretty much said it was okay. And I never felt bad again. 
Mm -hmm. So it was, it was, um, I've always been highly connected with her. Mm -hmm. So it's just even better now that I'm doing the physical connection with the author and stuff like that. Yeah. And so did you feel like that um, helped you connect more with once you set up the altar and then that kind of helped with the connection? It Um, does. It does because it allows you to tend to her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come on, Linda. <laughs> it's like tending to them when they're alive. You you yes. love them, you hug them, you buy them stuff. Now you can buy them flowers, you can water them, you can give them coffee, you can give them food. Mm-hmm. And I know when I'm doing wrong and I'm taking too long to um change that water. So one time I, I was distracted, I was doing a lot, and I forgot to change the water for a while. And for some reason, my water bottles in my room was just knocked over. I said, who knocked this water bottle over? Everybody said, women! It was like, I didn't do it, not me, the baby said. So I said, fine, I cleaned it up. And then the next day, it was another water bottle open. And it's like, the water's poured out. And then I was like, oh my God. Okay, I got it. I got it. Going to change the water regularly. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I love that you shared that because I put a reminder. Because what you're not going to do is be slipping. (laughs) Yes, I love it. I love that. I love that. Well, I don't want to keep you. Um, We are going to come back with a part two with Linda. I know you have um, dinner plans. We will come back with a part two with Linda of Divinely Ether. Thank you so much for sharing with us tonight. Um, And if you guys stay tuned and come back a little while um, later, we will be back. um, We'll say, I don't know, how soon we'll be back to share with you a little bit more with Divinely Ether and all things witchy witchcraft um, and all that jazz. So thank you for joining us on Road Trip to Wellness. Stay tuned. um, Listen to uh, some of the other podcast episodes. See what you think. But this year, we are really diving deep into spirituality and witchcraft and aliens and whatever else comes up that you guys are curious about. Please let me know all about them. But um, stay tuned again, and we'll come back um, really soon with part two with Divine Ether. Linda, Thank thank you. Thank you.